Welcome to the Binge Minute, the only podcast in the world that we know of that goes through a movie minute by minute reviews, each minute on a quest to find the greatest minute in cinematic history. My name's Chris. My name's Taylor. And we're still on our journey through the movie, Ready Ready or or Not, not, this this is is Minute minute 31. Three. (laughs) Yes, it is. That was a real good fuck up. (laughs) That was a real good fuck up. I don't know why I thought it was 31, but it is indeed 33. It's because I intro on odd numbers, that's why. Yeah, but the, there's been also many other numbers. We've said the, a number with a three in it. But I, I just knew it was times. 30s and I just chose an odd number, 30, 31. Yeah, you gotta, you got to go for your gut and I guess I respect it. It sounds like you don't at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you don't at all and that's fine, I can live with that. Uh, you had a question? Yeah, this morning I was scrolling through the Facebook and I found a collection of cakes. Collection that, of cakes. That they had high ideals about what they were meant to look like and then the picture next to it shows you what they ended up turning out like and they're all real bad and oh, funny. Okay, okay. My question to you was what was the last meal that you, well, what was the time you cooked something that you had this grand vision of but it came out looking like a nightmare? Mmm, that's a good question. I think, well, I cook a lot of stews and, mm-hmm. and, and, and clump everything in the one bowl kind of meals because you, it's hard to fuck those up, you know? Yeah. Because there's just flavors and flavors together. Yeah. Where I come undone is things like roast chicken with roast veggies. So I'll get one of them right, then the other thing will just be a nightmare. Chicken will be like disgusting. I once made a chicken soup, which looked really nice. <laughs> Then I added way too much chicken to the soup, so it just didn't come across the way I wanted it to. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was more like a chicken chowder. <laughs> yeah, it was like a chicken chowder. And I made the, the, the stock from home, mm. and it took like hours to like boil it down. And then I used the same chicken from the stock as in the soup. And then I rewatched the video, and they had a brand new chicken. I'm like, oh, where's that? Where was, where's that? I must have missed that step. So, yeah, it was all, it was all a bit nightmarish. Oh, no. It but, wasn't that bad, though. Oh, it, was, it had a pleasant flavor, but there was way too much chicken in it. So you'd have this nice stock taste, and then you'd just have way too much, like, broiled chicken. Yeah, wet chicken. <laughs> it was weird. Biggest thing I fucked up, which I think a lot of people fuck up because I don't know how to make it, is gravy. Oh, yeah. I once, we had sausages and mash, and I'm like, oh, do you know what would be really good with this? Onion gravy. So I, like, cut up some onions. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching my mum make onion, a gravy years ago, and what you do is with, like, the... The drippings from the sausages, you just like get flour, yeah, and like kind of roll it up into like balls of like flour and fat, and uh, and then you'd add water to it and kind of like flatten those out. But for some reason, I when I like added water to it, I couldn't, <laughs> I got I couldn't make the chunks go away anymore. Yeah, and it, nothing, it, it didn't thicken, so I didn't know how to thicken it. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> so the end of it was just like this kind of really whitey brown liquid. That tasted awful. It oh, just tasted no. like flour. But we still used it because you were too nice. You're like, yeah, I'll use it as gravy. But you're like, every mouthful is like. <laughs> well, I'm not a big gravy fan anyway, which I know is outrageous. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't understand how anyone does. Like cafeteria gravy is beautiful that you just pour in chips. I don't know how they make it. It's the best gravy there it's is. It's probably for like a packet. Yeah, well, great. The packet, the packet <laughs> industry are killing it in gravy in the in the world of gravy. But yeah, I think gravy is probably my biggest fuck up meal that I can make. I can generally follow a recipe pretty well. You know, I was at my parents' house the other day, and I opened their pantry to put 
they had like a box of grey box out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll put this away for you. And I opened the thing and they already had three other boxes of grey box in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're, they're grey box fiends. They had four. Dad loves it. You're Dad right, loves do it. Do they have gravy for every meal you reckon? Oh, Dad would if he could. <laughs> I can see that. Mm, but I it's remember. all the same flavour too. Oh, really? Which What's is just flavor? brown. Oh, that's a flavour? I don't know. It, it just says gravy and it's always brown. Okay. So the brown, the brown flavour. I remember that I wanted really good gravy once, so I got you running out and get a tin of like that powdered stuff that like supposedly on the thing was like best gravy ever. Yeah, it was like super gravy. That's right. And then when I added water to it, it's like add boiling water to it, stir it, and then in like two minutes it thickens up and it's ready. It didn't do any of it. <laughs> like stirred it, it didn't thicken up, and there was chunks floating through it, and then when I tasted it, it tasted like the shit that I made with the onion. I'm like, what is going on? Maybe I just <laughs> Can't make gravy. Maybe you've got the inverse gravy touch, like the Midas touch. <laughs> Everything you touch turns to really weak gravy. <laughs> Maybe. And I feel like, like I consider myself a pretty good cook, but I feel like you can't do that unless you can make a decent gravy. Yeah. I mean, that should be a stock standard thing that all chefs could do, just make a good gravy. I would be fucked. Well, if you're out there listening, why don't you give uh, Chris some of your gravy tips? <laughs> and don't tell us to just listen to the Whitlam song. And I'll, We've uh, tried. And I'll reply to each and every one of you how it turned into chunky water. Yeah, with <laughs> images. <laughs> and it, do- it doesn't make any sense. But you know who's not making gravy? It's Alex and Grace in Ready or Not, Minute 33. Did your prediction come true? No, my di- my prediction did not come true. I said Fitch Bradley under Alex and Grace who were in the service corridor chatting away would accidentally let his crossbow off. Yeah. And he wouldn't be aiming for anyone. He'd just play accidentally be like pointing at it and being like, oh, yeah, this video is really informative. And then he'd shoot through the ceiling. And I also had that. Uh, but I said he was intentionally going to try and shoot upwards because he did hear them while he was on the toilet. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but none of that happened. No, nothing. We didn't even see Fitch Bradley. No. It's probably a the worst Fitch, part of this movie. A Fitchless minute. Fitchless. Or, and, uh, there were the, if there was a, an absentee at the ballot, it would say Fitch Bradley. <laughs> if this movie was an election. <laughs> Fitch Bradley. What? I don't know what that means. Absent. He was absent. <laughs> oh, sorry. If this was, if this, if this minute... <laughs> If this movie minute was a boardroom meeting and they were ah. they were voting on a big change to the company, an absentee vote would be Fitch Bradley. That would make way more sense considering voting is traditionally anonymous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, no Fitch Bradley. I wish they turned the tune a little bit. We've been stuck in the service corridor with Alex and Grace for the last couple of minutes. And I'm starting to get fucking sick of it. Well, I think you'll be happy with the direction that it's heading in the next one. I am. I am very happy. So what happened was uh, we left off where Alex was explaining why he didn't tell Grace about this whole thing and why he brought her here and all this. And at the end of the day, it turns out that... He was worried of losing her, and so... Very selfish, I thought. Very selfish. Very He's selfish. like, you would have left if I didn't propose. He said, if I told you about it, you would have left. Yep. And if I didn't propose, you would have left. So it was just all me, 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 me. This is a classic breakdown of communication. He doesn't know what would have happened. He should have just put it all out on the table and said this. If so, You would question someone's sanity if they did say, I can't marry you because my family will murder you potentially in a game. But I just feel like there could be a rule. There could be a rule that if you tell about the game before marriage, that you die. 
the box is magical and powerful. <laughs> I feel like this is a gonna it's a murder box and that's that's definitely gotta be a rule mm. that we just haven't heard yet. Well, you know, I mean, maybe this is all a comment on modern society and the the driving need to be married. <laughs> maybe maybe the box is making like a political stance. Ooh, we don't know. Maybe the murder game is divorce. Divorce rate of America. <laughs> Right? Okay, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and it's like if you try r- hard enough, you will survive and avoid divorce. But the box can also determine whether or not you even enter the ring. That's right. So the box is like <laughs> the box is like pending divorce. If you're a strong couple to begin with, mm. you don't need to play the game. Ah, oh, you reckon it can figure out if if this person needs to be weeded out because they're because they can't get divorced is that what you reckon that's right but then it's like it's like a love tester but a really like way too late love tester (laughs) and really advanced settings Mm. and sadistic a little bit (laughs) on hard mode (laughs) on hard mode yeah Everett mode Everest. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the mode they're playing at the moment. They're playing the they're playing mode James Bond. Okay, okay. You <laughs> know is, what? I that might that might be true. I don't so know. So yeah. So if a couple's strong, they'll just play chess, babies. Play chess. But if a couple's weak or has, has it suspects weakness, it's like you're playing mode James Bond, ready or not. But you have a chance to save your marriage if you survive all night. You're a strong couple, wow. and I respect that. I wonder... This is a fucked box. This is a fucked box. I wonder if anyone survived to the lawn. Well... Obviously not, because the family's still intact. I got a sneaking sneaking suspicion that uh, we'll have one. We'll have one we by the end of this one. movie. By the end of this movie, we're going to have one. So, after the, the conversation, Grace is just so... Good acting. Great acting from Samara. Oh, excellent. She She's like... Well. Panicking as she's fully realizing, comprehending what's about to happen big, to her. Big, big tears welled up in her eyes. The thing that shitted me about this one, she was very accepting. She didn't really be like, fuck you, man. She kind of accepted what he said to her. Yeah. Because he's like started making plans. He's like, all right, I need you to, what's going to happen is I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to unlock doors. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What I need you to do is walk down the service corridor towards the kitchen. So we're going into the kitchen soon. All right. Yeah. And she was, and then he was like, all right, and she kind of like, oh my god, you can't leave me, you can't leave me. He's like, listen, we're gonna work through this. We're gonna get you out of here. You know where where are you going? She's like, to the kitchen. I'm like, that's right. I gotta leave. I gotta go unlock the doors. And then he said, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. I would have been like, I hate you. I hate you. You're the worst. <laughs> she's so scared. If we save tonight, you're dead. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> we're gonna come to my. <laughs> we're gonna go to my orphan house where we have our own ritual game <laughs> called cut the balls and dick off groom. <laughs> That's my game. <laughs> you got to play. I think she's just so. It's a lot to take in, and of the only thing she in. can grab onto is Alex. Of course, but I'd be like, we're over. We're going to marriage counseling. Yeah, well, marriage. I think you need to go to multiple types of counseling after this. Marriage counseling for sure. And then he ran off, mm. and we had her for like maybe a five second shot of her, kind of like straightening up in the hallway. Yeah, she's putting her game face on. That's she's right. like recovering. And then the last shot of the minute was Alex leaving the service corridor back into like a, the house hallway. Yeah, because he's on the way to the security room. Yes, because so- every the whole house is on lockdown, so he's got to like somehow like hack the system and un- unlock it. That's right. So what'd you rate the minute? Uh, I liked it. Last one I gave 30 because I was so mad. And I'm less mad, but I'm also recording on a different day. So maybe <laughs> maybe I might 
do a cautious 38. Oh, I wrote it down as 38 too because I was sick of the service corridor oh, really? with Alex and Grace. So I'm like, God, I, I punished I punished the minute for having three minutes of the same thing. Wow. Well, I, I don't want to alarm you, but I have a feeling servant corridors are going to be a big thing in this film. I want to check in with the, I want to check in with Delta Team Four Strike. I want to check in with Team Cocaine. I want to check in with uh, Fitch and Fang. There you go. I've, 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 I've accepted <laughs> oh, the yay! democracy. But they'll always be the Bradley funds in my heart. I know. Uh, I want to see what's happening there, but I don't, I don't. I'm sick of this. Like, oh, I'm sad every couple of minutes. So let's 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 change the tune and start murdering people. Well, I think you're going to get that pretty soon. Yeah. What are you going to predict? Okay, so I think someone's going to see him come out of that service corridor. Ooh. And I think it's going to be Cherry, who was left in front of the room to guard him. Mm-hmm. And now has turned around, like has gone looking for him and she'll be up the corridor being like, oh, I just saw Alex leave. And then she'll be like, why did he leave the service corridor? And then I think someone's going to follow Grace the old kitchen. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good prediction. Mm. So Mm. what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to say, because we left off with Alex leaving the corridor. I'm going to say that the father's going to find Alex. Okay. Mm. And he's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't let this night go off without a hitch. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that as well. Okay. Well, we have two predictions. Which one will come true, if any? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Now, Taylor. Yes. If I was a butcher. Yeah. I was. I was out. I looked in my pig bin. I was out of pig. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked in my comedy bin. I was like, wow, that's empty too. Where could I get a supply of both things on a particular night? You could go to Hogwild at Fritzenberger on the 10th of December uh, to see me do an hour of solo sketch stand-up and character bullshit. Just to be clear, I know we've done a couple of these ones before. There, there are no live pigs. No, <laughs> there are no live pigs. There's no live cooking demonstrations. There's no food. But the first time I saw the show, there was a slaughter. You slaughtered a live pig on stage and cut it up. And you're like, this is how you divide a pig for a family for. Well, <laughs> this is a... You uh, dropped that bit. I've got to go through my notes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny show. Come along. Tickets are at Fritz and Bur- No, not tickets good, are at Good, good Chat, Chat Comedy. Um, or try booking if you want to skip the middleman. Just type in Hogwild in try booking. Yeah. And that's it. Come along. Very funny. Anyway, thank you. We'll be back for minute 34. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Binge Minute is produced by Brisbane comedians Chris Martin and Taylor Edwards. You can follow us on Instagram at Chris Martin and at Taylor Edwards Comedian or on Facebook at Chris Martin Comedian and Taylor Edwards. Get in touch with us at bingeminute at gmail.com with any questions, comments about the podcast or suggestions about what we should watch next. If you've been enjoying Binge Minute, help us out by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We'll, we'll be, be back, back soon with, with more Binge, Binge Minute. Minute. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.